What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 17. And I'm back from my vacation in Seattle, hunting toys, going to a wedding, just in time for the Last Jedi trailer. No, bud, you got two more weeks. Oh, all right, well. Yeah, two more weeks. But that means we still have enough time to unlock the Rebel Crate 1000. It's still not unlocked. We are about 150 subscribers away from unlocking this bad boy. So come on, guys. You can get us there, please. If you guys want to win a Grumpy Luke, a You're Doing It Wrong Ray, Harrison Dula, or a Stormtrooper Executioner Target Exclusive Black Series, all you have to do is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave the comment, hashtag RebelCrate1000. All of those figures, guys, we're giving them all away to one lucky subscriber. If you want to live, win a Grumpy Luke, a You're Doing It Wrong Ray, a Harris Sundula, and a Stormtrooper Executioner 6-inch Black Series Target Exclusive, all you got to do is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave the comment, hashtag RebelCrate1000. We can do it this week, guys. Help us get to 1,000 subs. That's a huge milestone. We really appreciate the support. Hey! Steve! Yeah, Alex? Man, let's get to it. What's going on this week in Star Wars News? Hey, Steve! Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars News? Well, Alex, I just have a question for you. What would be too long of a Star Wars movie for you? Hmm? Too long of a Star Wars movie. Is that even possible? I mean, yes, it it is. Like, <laughs> it is. I know you're pretty like, oh, that'd be funny. He said he won't care. No, I would. I'd probably take a lot of issues with the narrative if it was, if it was too long. Uh, probably like oof, anything over like three and a half hours. I think we're like, like if, like Lord of the Rings length is as long as I would tolerate for a Star Wars movie. All right. All right. But a, if it was like. The pacing of Force Awakens and it was three and a half hours, that would be unwatchable. <laughs> like, unwatchable. Especially the first time. Oh my god. I'd be like, what is going on? What is happening? What? It's just exhausting. like sweat. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think, I, so far there hasn't been a Star Wars movie that I thought was too long. How would you feel if I told you The Last Jedi, rumor has it, is rumor going has to, it. is going to be the longest Star Wars film that has ever been released. Clocking in at a nice two and a half hours. How does that make you feel? Huh? <laughs> right now I feel tired and I want a cigarette. Uh, I think that sounds awesome. Especially to like, this is the second movie, right? Like it feels like this is the one that needs to have you know, some meat on the bone. Mm -hmm. Like, th th this sounds good. Um, especially, too, because my my super mild criticism of Force Awakens is I wish there was one more scene in the first act to just... Take a breath. Take a breath. Just, like, we needed one scene. Like, we needed the scene with, like, Luke, R2, and 3PO. If we're, we're going to call... Force Awakens, a total carbon copy, which it's not, of A New Hope. It's missing the scene with Luke, BB-8, and, I mean, Luke, R2, and C-3PO with the moisture bath, or the oil bath, and the message. It needed to be oh, like... thank the heavens. It really needed to be like BB-8 and Rey in the walker mm -hmm. like wally style with eve like bouncing around the walker like mess with hey stop that bb8 and he's like bah, 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 bah. and he's she's like no cut it just stop touching my stuff yeah i like to be alone and he's kind of messed with we're getting a nice kind of warm heartfelt moment and then maybe bb8 like projects mm. the map on the wall and she goes this is an incomplete map what am i going to do with this yeah and he goes <laughs> like drips his head like and then it comes back later. And, and it comes all... back later. So I can see that. I I, I kind of like that. I yeah. So if, that, if I was going to put one scene I wish was in Force Awakens, it would be that. So this sounds to me like some of those yeah. training sequences on the island with Luke and Rey might be a little meatier. It might have some Force backs, some cool 
longer, more patient scenes, which again, hashtag and Ryan, we trust that yes, sounds do. exactly like what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, basically this all comes out of a report from Cineworld. They basically are saying, as you, you missed last week, but I know you know, Ryan Johnson last week confirmed on Twitter that the movie's done, it's in the can, it's wrapped. So Cineworld is reporting, <sighs> according to them. Somewhere in the world right now, Oh, that movie is just sitting. Do you think it has like an armed guard next to that drive? I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't be surprised if it's it's not. It's nowhere attached to the internet. But do you think Ryan has it hooked on his phone? No. Are you fucking? Are you? Is that? Are He's you, like, yo, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Nope. Come on over, pal. I assure, I assure you, no. JGL, let's do it. Nope. I'm I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, the HBO Game of Thrones leak tell you anything? The Last Jedi exists nowhere on anything connected. To We're the literally going to go back to film. <laughs> Not even. It's probably sitting on about 14 hard drives. They probably have some weird, crazy encryption. They only work on like two computers that are not connected to the internet. And they are probably sitting in a vault. Like dead serious. All right. Because if that movie leaks, it's over. Like it, that movie will spread like wildfire and every, everybody will know what happens and it'll ruin everything. That movie is not connected. It better not be. If it is, get it off the internet. I, that, you've been warned. That French boy's look coming for you, bro. Yeah, you've been warned. Get it off the internet. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, and Lucas isn't dumb. They know no, that. No, they know. They, they know. Pirates of the Caribbean got ripped. The moment that happened, all Last Jedi stuff was probably taken from anything connected online. Yeah. But that movie is done somewhere. I can't wait. I really look forward to watching it with you next week, Ryan. So far away, but so close. It actually does make December oh. feel... Farther away, so far away. Then it does make it feel like we're close to the but movie. But it's gonna be here like that. It really is. Like, the trailer's two weeks away. Oh, thank God. Oh my God. I feel like we've been, we, we, but we will have done. Hold on, dude. By the time the trailer drops, we'll. This is episode 17, mm -hmm. 18, 19. We will have done 20. <laughs> Black Series Rebels episodes without a trailer. Damn. I guess we'll have something to talk about. Finally. <laughs> Tune in in two weeks. We'll right. talk about something more substance. <laughs> what else we got? Well, as you guys know, um, the hurricane hit Puerto Rico. Mexico City just had an insane earthquake. And Diego Luna is um, doing a fundraiser through Omaze, who did the Forces for Change yes. charity. Uh, and he's raising funds to help the victims of Mexico City. Um, he's already close to like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he's, got yeah a lot. he's he's trying to get there, and it's really cool because he's really taking the precautions to make sure that all of the donations get to the people and not through the government. Um, if you want to be able to donate to Diego Luna's cause and to the victims of Me the Mexico City earthquake, you can go ahead and donate at donate.omaze/slash. Mexico. I'm sorry. Let me repeat that. Don donate.omaze.com slash Mexico, which brings us to another We'll also charity. put that in our show notes, too, yes. so you'll be able to click on it and donate and help out. But what were you going to yes. say about charity? Well, what I was going to say is, is also we have decided to donate some toys and some figures to our boys over at the First Order podcast because they're putting together a little charity raffle. Um full of some toys and some signed artwork and some really cool stuff. Tons of stuff. Um, and it's basically all of the donations towards the, that go towards the charity are going to basically go towards the victims of both Mexico City and Puerto Rico. Why don't you tell everybody what we've donated? Yeah, so I saw they were tweeting about that. And, you know, we like to do a lot of giveaways on our show. But, you know, we kind of have some stuff back stock that we haven't given out yet. And I thought, how about instead of, you know, using it for subs and likes and comments, why don't we throw it towards a good cause? So it felt good. We're going to donate two Legacy Vader packs. So if you're still looking to get one of those, this is a good shot. Um, we're also going to be putting in a Kmart exclusive Ray Starkiller base, which is another one of those like weird figures that, you know, were really tough to get, but yeah. then some people have them, but now you can't get them anywhere. So like, if you're looking to possibly get your hands on those, it's a great way to enter. Just go over to the First Order Podcast on Twitter. You can figure out how to enter and do all that good stuff. Um, and I'm actually going to, to be honest, I'm going to keep digging through some of our yeah. duplicate figures and Same see here. if there's more we can throw in. Um, 
That's awesome. It's great to see the Star Wars community coming together all the way from the top of like a star of a Star Wars movie all the way down to like podcasts just doing little stuff to help hey, raise money for causes. Every little bit helps. You know, I've, I've been thinking, you know, it'd be really fun to do. And we talked about this um, a while back is maybe do a charity exclusive pin. Yeah. We haven't, this isn't an announcement or no. anything like that, but... Uh, maybe like a pink layer or something for breast cancer or something like that. We can figure something cool out. Um, but I really think it's cool to watch people use their platform, however big or however small, to make a difference. So we're happy to be a part of it. Thanks to the First Order guys for letting us throw some stuff into the hat. Um, and you guys should go help out these causes because yeah. it sounds dumb, but while we're all stressing about getting figs and not having star wars trailers and all that stuff there are people that are actually dealing with real issues and real tragedy so it's nice to just get some perspective do the right thing definitely so um on to some other lighter fun news um you know how when you go to the movies and if you get there early and you're a responsible moviegoer and you get there early you got your snacks you're sitting down rant turning on right hold now. on it's not a hold rant. on oh. rant turning oh, hold on, on. closing rant on turning it. on right now <laughs> on my mark rotate launch keys to launch roger ready to go to launch this is a psa for los angeles right now this is a los angeles epidemic if you pardon my french patty motherfuckers think you are so cool and you want to work in the entertainment industry, show up to a movie on time. It's not that hard. Like, oh, I really want to work in the movies. I want to be a writer. I want to be an actor. <laughs> show up to a movie on time and respect artists. That's art. Be there on time. It's obnoxious. It drives me crazy when nine Coachella-looking people walk in, like, <laughs> right as Logan is... I had, dude, I was... When I saw Logan for the first time, like, nine Coachella-looking dudes, like, rolled in and were like... Muppeting in, like, walk in, block in the screen, and then talk through the first half of the movie. And I guarantee you, right as we were leaving, he's like, oh, my gosh, I got a text from my manager... I guarantee it. And this, dude's like, this dude thinks that's bad movie karma. If you show up late to movies, you shouldn't ever work in movies. Rant off. Second note, if you're going to pull your goddamn phone out, make sure before the movie starts, you've put the display brightness all the way down. Anyways. Don't pull your phone out. Don't do that either. Don't pull your phone out. All right, rant's over. Back to the fun stuff. So, you know how you've been responsible? You've turned your display brightness down low. You're not going to pull your phone out. It's on silent. You've got your chicken tenders. You've got your nachos. You've got your popcorn, your candy, your soda, whatever it you is. You got your chicken tenders at AMC. You got your caramel corn at Arclight. At, uh, at, uh... Ooh, at uh, Cineplex, what is it? Uh, or Cinemark, you've got your uh, novelty cup. Yeah. Because that's, that's who gets the novelty cups. All right. Anyhow, so you're sitting there, and there's that thing usually called, like, First Look, and, like, AMC, Maria Menounos is the host of it. And then, like, they show you, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of, of upcoming movies, things like that. Alex, what if I told you you're sitting there, you're waiting for Thor Ragnarok to start, and all of a sudden you get to see a little behind-the-scenes of... Maybe The Last Jedi. Maybe the upcoming Han Solo movie. How would that make you feel? Oh. How would you like that? Would you need to go get another bucket of popcorn? No. <laughs> I would finish it. I'd be, I would probably be like, cool, that was worth my 20 bucks and get up and walk out. You just see like a little box of chicken tenders go boop. Nice. You know actually would be funny? If someone, I would even be offended if people walked in late and were talking through The Last Jedi, like my first time. That's actually a bad idea for me because I'd be like, shh. Everybody, shut up. Shut up. There's I came like four here. people in the movie theater. I came here for this. Please. Please. I came here for this. All right. Well, That sounds super cool. Well, the program normally is called First Look in Front of the Movie. Uh, that program's actually going to be ending. There's a new one that's going to be called uh, New V. And The Hollywood Reporter has announced that Disney has teamed up with New V. Stay awake with me, pal. New V. And that Disney has signed up exclusively with them. And their content is going to be a part of this behind-the-scenes series. And they have officially said Last Jedi content and Han Solo content will be happening. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, yes, please, yes, please. Gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Although I will say, 
I see most of my movies at Arclight, and they don't have one. Yeah. So that means I'm going to have to go to the AMC, but it's all good. I got that Stubbs card. I got them points wrapped up. <laughs> I get free popcorn on that regular on my Stubbs card, yo. Uh, yeah, and I bet Ragnarok would probably be when we'd start to see that. My guess would be, though, is there was there's going to be nothing in there that won't be something we were talking about in yeah, July. it's true. It's going to be stuff from the BTS, and what are they going to do? They're going to do... When Ryan showed us when Ryan showed us the script, Ryan is doing things with Star Wars that you never. It's thought like an independent film Star Wars could like be, and then dollars. then it'll be Mark Hamill going, "I had intrinsic differences with where Luke Skywalker's at," and then Ryan Johnson will be like, "Ryan Johnson, it'll go, I'm just having a blast," and it'll go, "Dung," and it'll end on like Carrie Fisher probably going like like family, and it'll tip mm-hmm. out, and it'll be like. Oh, one more month. <laughs> one go. more month. All right, what else one we got? Month. All right, so real quick, we're going to fast forward through this real quick. Ron Howard tweeted again. This oh. time he tweeted out a photo with some writing going, can anyone tell me what this is? Hashtag Macquarie. And it literally is just an inspired language that Macquarie wrote for the planet of Yavin 4. And that's your update on Ron Howard, and we're moving on to the next story. <laughs> I don't care. Exactly. Like, I, dude. Exactly. Honestly, like, like we have polar opposites. We have Last Jedi, where we are getting nothing. Yes. And then, like, Ron Howard is just like, Beach Ball! Beach Ball! Like, he's, like, he, like literally, like, Ron Howard is the equivalent of, like, Star Wars! Like, it's good. Just, we're having fun. We're having fun. It's good. Everything's going. We love right you, on. Ron. Thank you very much. But... We got to move on because we can't keep up with your weekly tweets. <laughs> Not even daily <laughs> Daily. Tweets. We love it, but it's too much. It's too much. All right, moving on. This is the last bit of news we've got for this week. Season four of Rebels is fastly approaching, and this week we got our first look at the new one-sheet poster for the season four. And I think you're going to be caught up. I just might be caught up, guys. He's trying. I'm trying. I'm chugging can, can along. We, can we just give I'm Steve a round of applause right now? For tr- he, is, he is doing his best. To get caught up on Rebel. Y'all had some opinions. Some opinions. Some opinions in our comments. Opinions. And, and we take notes. Your opinions were wrong, but we take notes, and Steve's working really hard to catch up. So, so. Uh, this one sheet looks super cool. Can I, let me grab yeah. the pad here. Oh my gosh, we're switching it up. Uh, so, Steve, this is what's happening in Star Wars news. Hey, Alex, what's going on this week in for the, Star Wars news? For those of you listening to the podcast, I'm now just <laughs> pretending to be Steve with my iPad. Uh so the Rebels teaser poster looks super cool. I'll just run down kind of what I see here. Uh, obviously, we got the gang. They're together. I don't know how bright the future looks for the gang. If I had to take a guess in this season, Sabine will live. Hera will die. Chopper will... Hera, well, Hera will live if it ends before Rogue One. Obviously, because Hera's said in Rogue One. If it goes past the events of Rogue One, Hera will die. Uh, you think Ezra's going to live? Dude, I think he's going to live, but I want him to die. Yeah. I don't think he can die in a kid's cartoon. Like, he's mm-hmm. kind of like... Like, for me, Ezra and Sabine are, like, the male and female audience entrance point for young adults to, like, uh, peer... like. I, I write a lot of kids' content, and we always talk about, like, what is the child's entry point into the story? And Ezra is, like, the male. Sabine is the female. It works vice versa. Like, you sure. can do, like, you can look through whatever. But, like, if you're doing it on a, like, a simple story, you want your female to, female audience to be able to see through the female protagonist, your male audience see through the male protagonist, yeah. and relate to it through that. Or vice versa, whatever you relate to, it doesn't matter. But I think... They're both going to live, even though I'd love it if Ezra died. Kanan, he Gosh, done. He's done. Kanan is done. So. He's nice. I bet Kanan doesn't even make it through the first half really? of the season. Really? All right. All right. We got a little Sorry, th- Freddie Prince. We got a little Thrawn up here as well. And we got this little, little looking... Little Wolfie with glow Little eyes. Little Wolfie with some glow eyes going on there. That uh, uh, That's the one that everyone thinks is Ahsoka. Um, well, I mean, you look at that design, it kind of resembles a little... Yeah, well, Soka, but some think that that's just Filoni going. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't. If if it turns out to be she's reincarnated as a wolf, cool. But I'm not gonna be like. That's a sweet. But do you way. think it's related to any the the one we saw in the BTS for Last no. Jedi a long time ago? Do you think no. they're even correlated at all? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so because everyone thought that those. 
uh, forgive me, I'm not super like knowledgeable on animation canon, but uh, whatever those owls are, that leave in the comments what the owls are called that uh, fly with Ahsoka and the Jedi's in Clone Wars and oh, yeah. a little bit in Rebels. They're not lo like Loth cats or the cats on Lothal, but I forget what the owls are called. The little birds. Everyone thought the porgs yeah. were going to be those, but yeah. turns out nope, just nope, porgs. Just porgs. So I don't think that. I think I, I Ice Wolf is probably like a little. Francisco calls it Ice Wolf. Ice Wolf is probably like somebody's like glittery Chihuahua Canto bite. If I'd take a guess, it's like somebody's little pet. Yeah. I don't think Ice Wolf has a big moment of like, ladies and gentlemen. Of Canto Bite. Please welcome to the casino. You can't wait to go to Canto Bite. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you've heard, but Canto Bite is like the upscale what? criminals. That'll be the last thing in the, the preview to Last Jedi. Oh, by the way, Canto Bite is like the upscale tattooing. Everyone will be like, ooh, I'll be the one person like, I know. I know. I get it. I get it. Uh, that's actually surprisingly a pretty fun news week. It was a little yeah. light, but guys. Steve's going to be gone next week. I am. So I'll be running the news. So consider it. Uh, I'm doing nothing but fake news stories. Yes. It's going to be, once Steve leaves, it's just going to be nonsense. Um, but then the week after, we will have a lot. We are going to do our best to have a trailer reaction up the day the trailer comes out. We're going to do our best. Yes. But that brings us to, we, we have a, a fun figure to review this week. So why don't we take it to Reviews. Our review this week is the oh-so-minty-fresh Obi-Wan Kenobi Force Spirit Walgreens exclusive. Found it in the wild, guys, and it felt real good. I was up, uh, as you guys know, I was gone last week. I was up in Seattle, and I stumbled into a couple of Walgreens, as frustrated as my girlfriend might have been getting with me. <laughs> I had to go into every single Walgreens that I saw. I ended up finding nine of them. I didn't buy nine, but I was like, I kind of want to buy nine just out of principle because we have not been able to find it in L.A. No, man. I, I have a Walgreens that's sort of a magical Walgreens by my day job. And every time I go in there, I'm always usually able to just, oh, my, they have the entire wave. Like, what is yeah. going on here? This is a magical Walgreens. And I've been in there every day since this figure has been popping up on shelves, and I have not found it whatsoever and so when you were gone last week up in seattle and you were like boys check it out in our little black series rebels text message chain and he popped up not one not two but three of those babies and was bringing them home to me and cisco it was maybe even four who knows one for a giveaway i don't woo, know woo, woo. all right so let's get down to the nitty-gritty with this figure my initial impression is i'm going to do something a little different i think the box is Oh, so minty fresh. And I think the figure is... It's all right. Steve? I think the box is oh, so minty fresh with a side of asparagus and band-aids. Um, but I do have some qualms with the fig. All right, so let's go down. We'll start with the negative and then we'll go to the positive. Because, again, we're called the Black Series Rebels. We like the figure. We love them. But it's like... When we ask people to question what your least favorite Star Wars movie is, like, just because it's your least favorite doesn't mean you don't like it. Uh, my first issue is, I just kind of wish he was all clear blue acrylic. I kind of just wish they, like, went for that, like, old school clear blue plastic, just the same mold, and just did it all blue clear and then put that little they want to put the iridescent purple robe on him that's fine but something i know this is more screen accurate and this is what force spirit obi-wan kenobi looks like but i don't know man it just looks like he's like 45 percent twilight vampire and then an obi-wan black series like in the pictures it didn't look mm -hmm. like that and then the more i have it now i'm like he's just so i don't know like fabulous like this robe is so fabulous like it looks like if i wanted a fabulous obi-wan kenobi this is the one i would pick fab obi what do you think uh let me check this out real quick yeah. let me have it in hand you know when we first saw pictures of it i was like wow obi looks like he's chilling in a little hot tub just sort of getting wrinkly you know just kind of <laughs> being one with the force and getting all warm and fuzzy like, with not it a, not intending to be topical 
He's a little Hugh Hefner-y oh, in this. But, like, not mean that respectfully. Yeah, yeah that kind respectfully. of. I'll tell you what, though. This box is absolutely fantastic. Um, I just don't understand. Maybe it's me and, like, I don't have the color configuration on my television set properly. I don't understand the purple. See, it's, I'm colorblind, so... I don't understand the purple. Like, why not just have the blue match the purple? Like, the, 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 little, the little Roby. I don't... I don't know, but if that's my only issue with it, that's my only issue with it. I gotta tell you what, the face sculpt... Well, it's the same. It's super sweaty, yeah. but it's a, it's a really good face sculpt looking like Alec Guinness. Um, and I, I can't tell, and maybe it's just because there's so much, like, glitter going on with this fig. It looks like they put, like, a little glitter in even all of the paint. So even his face, right? Am I wrong? Uh, his face looks a little pearly. Maybe. <laughs> I don't maybe. know. Maybe. But a, you, you want him to look how, like, his hands look all over because his hands are see-through like kind of blue iridescent yes i mean there i i don't think any of him is really see-through iridescent it looks like the whole thing is it looks like it's the obi-wan black series and they painted him blue oh interesting i, I, I can't know the hands look yeah iridescent oh yes me. yes no 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 yes the hands that's exactly that's what, what i want, want him to look i like. want the whole figure to be that i know it's not screen accurate but there was a mail away Power of the Force 2, clear ghost Obi-Wan Kenobi toy that I absolutely love. Is that like on like a Fruit Loops box? Yeah, well, the, I think the Fruit Loops was the Solo, uh, was solo Stormtrooper, but I don't remember how you got Obi-Wan Kenobi, See, but it was... Only time Patty bought me a box of sugary cereal. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have that Han, and I had the, uh, the ghost Obi. But that being said, I'm an inbox collector, so... Just because this box is like a 30 out of 10, I think this is the best. This might be the best Black Series single six-inch figure box ever. It's better than the matte black with orange stripes. It's better than the red. I know you don't you don't agree with me on no, that. No, I'm just biting my my lips because you're right, even though it pains me to say. Yeah, so. it's better than it's better than the OG orange stripe. It's just really classy. I don't know. It just looks really good. And I think, like, I think we're done with the black and red boxes, right? I hope so. Like, obviously we can't do blue because blue works with ghost. Maybe like a green or like go back to the snappy orange. Some orange in there. Just something. Yeah. I think we're done with red. I think we're done with it. I think we're done with red. Yeah. But... Black and red. What is this? A My Chemical Romance concert? Like, I think we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> But the box is awesome. Yes. The figure's great. Good luck finding these. I know yeah. they're going to be tough. I know you guys are probably like, they got four. Mwah. But remember, there are three people that work on this show. Which means there's there's going to be one. one. Maybe know. when we reach 1,000 subs and the Rebel Crate 1,000 Maybe. is gone. Maybe we'll do a Rebel Crate. Oh, man. We're going to have to ditch the... Know. We're going to have to change up the hash. We'll yeah. just do Ghosty or, Ghost. Yeah. But I think it's a good figure. I'll give it an Oso Minty Fresh. I'll give it a... Uh, a side of asparagus without the band-aids without the band-aids uh as you know i'm a i'm i'm an out of box in box this one if will stay in box for me yeah cuz it's so. going to have to stay in box yeah uh that brings us to our interview this week we have the lovely savannah kiefer with us uh, she was sort of a white whale for the show yeah. we really wanted her to come on uh, she has just moved out to uh the west coast from florida uh and she came down with jen marie and we sort of uh, did a, a double interview. We shot Jen Marie's and then Savannah's right after. We're really proud of this interview, and we hope you guys like it too. So let's take it to interviews. All right, we are here with our interview this week, the lovely Savannah Kiefer. Yeah, the dorky diva herself. Hi, yes. guys. Thank you for coming all the way out here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. You're new to the West Coast, too, right? How long has it been? I've been out here since May. I just moved here from Florida. so. How are you adjusting? I love it. I haven't had any issues. West Coast is the best coast. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. And I'm a huge Disney fan, so I'm glad we have Disneyland over here. And I literally go there every weekend. Disney so. World or Disneyland? Disneyland. Yes. Disneyland. Yes, so true. And I'm going to get some hate for it, but it's better. Like, it really is in every way. What's better about it? The crowds are, there's, like, no crowds ever. 
Um, their rides are better. The atmosphere is better. The food is better. The history. The history. There's so many special things all around the park that's better. Well, there's the... So. The Disneyland to me is like you're actually walking through like a 1950s Main Street USA, mm -hmm. where it's like it's simulated. It's like an 80s version of what that would be when you're at Disney World. Yeah. So Disney leads us to Star Wars. Star Wars. It sounds like your two favorite things basically it, it, smashed it together really like is. five years it ago. It really is. So when they got married, were you just like? Oh. Surprisingly, I was a, I was a little unsure to think about the whole deal at first, uh, but I quickly warmed up, especially like when The Force Awakens came out. I was like, oh, I'm so on board with this. So, all right. Yeah, it's all good. So that's modern Star Wars. Let's go back to young baby Savannah. <laughs> ba baby, baby Savannah sounds like a cool character in like the live action Lion King. Um, what is your first memory of Star Wars? So I get asked this question a lot, mm -hmm. and I literally have the worst answer because I don't know. Okay. I've been around Star Wars since I was a baby, actually. Like, baby Savannah, little infant Savannah, was watching Star Wars, so I don't remember, like, my very first encounter with Let's Star Wars. Let's hold for a sec, sorry. Oh. Is that a plane? Sorry, yeah. I just want to hold. Yeah. We can pick plane. Peter, we'll, we'll pick we'll it back up. We'll pick it up from the top. Uh, of the I, I'm going to ask you again okay. your memory of Star yeah. Wars. Cool. Peter, pick up. We're not going to cut. Sorry, that we're, one was just... On a that's a loud yeah. play. Anyway, so it's fine. Okay. Cool. All right. So, what is your first memory of Star Wars? So, I get asked this question a lot, and I feel like I have the worst answer because I don't know what my first encounter with Star Wars was because I came into a family that loved the movies, and I have an older brother, so he was introduced to them, you know, before I came around. And I know I watched the movies, like, when I was an infant, the original trilogy. I know I saw them when I was very young, and I remember playing with the toys and stuff. But I have to say, my very first vivid um, moment that I can remember about Star Wars is seeing Revenge of the Sith in the theaters. Mm. I was like nine or ten and my mom took my brother and I and she made us like Jedi robes, like legit Jedi robes, like amazing costumes. Do you still have it? I do, I do. I have all the costumes <laughs> she ever made me. And we wore them to the theater and I just remember being so excited and like being in line and talking to people and we waited until the midnight showing and I was pretty young. Um, and then I remember seeing the movie and seeing um, the opening scene with Anakin and Obi-Wan in, um, in their ships, and I was just like, oh, this is amazing. And then I just, I was around it for so long that I, I never really felt like it was that big of a deal because it just felt normal to me. Mm -hmm. and then the Clone Wars came out, and I got obsessed. So Clone Wars is like... For lack of a more tactful, that was like the crack. Like that, that was, was the heroin that got you hooked. That's what got me hooked, and that's what made me excited about Star Wars. Because before that, Star Wars was just something that I watched, and it was cool, and I played the video games, and like, you know, it was just something that was there, and then Clone Wars came out, and I was like, what? This is amazing. Yeah. And there were just so many new characters. So um, I watched the micro series first um, on Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. And I thought those were so cool, and I got so excited about watching them. And then the animated series came out. And I, I actually didn't watch the Clone Wars movie. I saw the animated mm -hmm. series first. And I got through the first season, and I was like, oh, okay, this is all right. And then Cad Bane came out in season two. Cad, Cad Bane. Cad Bane, cowboy six-shooter. So some of you <laughs> on the internet may know me as Cad Bane's chick. <laughs> that, when, when I was young that was my username on social media like twitter it wasn't it wasn't the dorky diva it wasn't savannah it was cad bane's chick does it still exist somewhere cad bane's chick it does on uh, a forum that i'm not going to name <laughs> because i know <laughs> i know it, it's just so bad and full of like so many young savannah things but yeah so we had a, we had a get one of our very first guests on we said what's your least favorite character and he was like i don't know Cad Bane. <gasps> he said Cad Bane because he was like, I don't get it. What's with the cowboy hat and the, the six shooters? What would you say to Alex? He had like Ruben? bandoleros and stuff too, right? He he was, oh my gosh, he has the best jacket ever. It's like a long <laughs> coat and it's cropped in the front and he has these amazing gauntlets and he's space Clint Eastwood. Like how can you not love that? He's the gunslinger. He's the gunslinger oh. and he doesn't care. Like, when you he say space Clint Eastwood, I'm hooked. I love him. He's got that hat. 
he's just really gruff and tough. He's not a human, then, is he? No, he's a Duros. He's a so, Duros. Come on, he's a Duros. He, uh... <laughs> He stole my heart. Like I have a crush on Cad Bane. Do you have a Cad Bane tattoo? No. <laughs> would you Would you ever consider a Cad? If Bane? I was into tattoos, like if I if I were ever to get a tattoo, it would it would be something from the Clone Wars, and it may be Cad Bane. Um, like a, a like an American traditional Cad Bane with like roses, like a Western look. It would oh. be his um, blasters, probably his Westar blasters. So that's pretty awesome. So I love him. You You bring up. I always like to try and figure out what's that little that little nugget that really draws people into Star Wars. And your first thing you said about Cad Bane was, he has the best costume. Oh my god, I, <laughs> I love his costume. costume. Not just costume, the jacket. 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 Now that, when I first discovered Darky Diva and Savannah Kiefer on Twitter, you had posted about cosplaying. Like you were making your own trooper armor. Yeah. So... Was that always something where, like, you would look at something and go, I want to make that? What got you into making armor? I've always been a really crafty person. I like making things. I like building things. My dad is, he's been in the construction industry for my whole life. So I've always gravitated towards making things. Um, and before I got into Star Wars, like, before the Clone Wars came around, I just would make crafts. And I had dolls. Okay, guys, I played with dolls. I'd make little doll houses for them and whatnot. But when Star Wars came around, I discovered cosplay. I discovered that people actually made these costumes and they wore them and I was like, wait a second, this is a thing? Like you can be that character? And uh, my older brother decided he was gonna make a clone trooper costume from the Clone Wars and I was like, oh, I could do that. And so I did. And I I love clones, that's my next favorite thing. So I got Cad Bane and then I got clone troopers and so I have like made it a personal mission to collect clone trooper helmets and I wanna make them myself. Um, so I first started doing it, I think in 2012. Um, okay. so it hasn't been too long. It's been about five years. Um, but I, I wanted to be, um, any kind of character in Star Wars and I wanted to wear an armored costume that would fit me. And it was really hard cause I wanted to be a clone trooper. And then I was like, I'm too short. I'm too short and I'm too small. And so then I realized, oh, I could be a Shadow Scout because their costumes are a little bit more flexible for the female body. And so I did that. And when my armor pieces came in the mail, um, a guy commented on my picture and said, oh, you can't make that because you're a girl. And I was just like, what? first of all, I compose myself. And I was like, well, I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. And so... From that day forward, it was like my personal mission, not even to prove him wrong, but I wanted to do it for myself. Like I yeah. wanted to be like, I can do this and it doesn't matter if I'm a girl or not. I can learn this stuff. I can make it and I can make it look really good. And so ever since then, I've made um, a Shadow Scout. I've made a couple Biker Scouts for other people, numerous clone troopers. I did a Shore Trooper with one of my friends in less than two days. And it was, you know, screen accurate. Is it just the pouring the resin and making the molds and all that kind of a Fiber thing? Or? So it's all vacuum formed ABS plastic. And I actually get the plastic pieces from another vendor. So I don't create those pieces. But it's a lot of work to cut everything out, put it together, size it to whoever's wearing it. And then you have to bondo things, sand it, paint it assemble everything, strap it to make sure it fits on your body well, weather it, like that's that's very time consuming. So the I, guy who said you could never do this has no idea what the hell you're talking about. Well, I blocked and I'm pretty sure you know I mean? and I'm I pretty blocked sure. him everywhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he couldn't do what you yeah, just you did. Yeah, no. you've said nothing but stuff. I'm like, like I have, I'm like, Whoa. that's legit. The shore trooper in less than two days was something that made me feel really good. Cause sure. I, I mean, I, I did have a friend helping me, so it's not like I did it all by myself, but he one of my one of my best friends called me and he's like I really want to wear my short trooper costume at the Rogue One premiere. Can you help me get it done? I literally drove three hours the next morning and I was like, let's do this, and we knocked it out in. It probably only took us maybe eighteen hours total, but mm -hmm. you know we took breaks and you have to let paint dry and things like that and bondo dry. Um, but in the end, like it walked the red carpet for the Rogue One and it rocked. You know, so what for for fans out there who have never really done it before? What is it? What, what's something like that cost for someone to make and build on themselves? It really depends on um, what kind of costume you're doing. So, for example, a Tuscan Raider can be around $300 because it's mostly fabric, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not a lot of hard plastic pieces. Um, the Clone Trooper costumes are around $1,000, maybe more. 
depending on, um, like some of the commanders, you know, you have two blasters, you have a cama, like the skirt part, and yeah. you have, you know, you may have um, a pauldron on your shoulder and different things that add more money to the costume. Um, but it can range pretty much anywhere from like two or three hundred dollars to Darth Vader, who could be four to six thousand dollars. My dream costume is Zam Wessel, but I know for a fact it would cost me three to four thousand dollars to make and that. And millions of dollars of technology to make yourself yeah. a changeling. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> How do you store all that stuff? Um, do you so, have mannequins at your house? Oh God, I wish. I actually only have two costumes okay. for myself. So the other costumes I've, I have made for have been for other people. Um, I store mine in just like a Stanley tote so that I can take it to events and put it on and whatnot. I would love, like my dream one day is to have like a huge hallway full of like clone trooper suits on mannequins and like totally like go all out with spotlights on them and everything. If I ever like Iron Man style and yes, like the cases, but that's it's just exactly your what I want. That's my dream. I to always told trooper. myself like if I ever got like a legit stormtrooper costume, that would have to be the end of my normal collecting. Yeah. Because it has to be like Oh, like yes. that's your thing. Like that's my legit. Storm yeah, and I would want to make like special, you know, bases for them that like emit light. The up Death Star and, like, tiles underneath it, or just like you know, different clones are on different planets, and I would like want to make different bases that looks like their planets. You'd have and, a like, Black Series box. Oh yes. A big Black Series box with the costume in it. Yeah. Show's over. We have work to do. <laughs> How long do you do that, Short Trooper? What? I can do a Stormtrooper in a day. Oh, so. done. <laughs> Oh, oh, nerds! <laughs> uh, okay, so that's like your costume stuff. You get real sweaty on that stuff. But one of the other things I would love to talk to you about is what it's like working for her universe. I mean, that kind of is the hottest thing in Star Wars fashion. What's it, and that's got to be your dream job, yeah? It's literally a dream come true. I met Ashley Eckstein when I was 14 years old at Star Wars Weekends, and I waited all night in line to get her autograph the next day. And she, you know, signed my Ahsoka action figure. And, of course, I cried when I left, and I was so excited. Um, but then I went to go meet her the next year at Star Wars Weekends at Disney, and she remembered me, and I was like, <gasps> and I thought I was special, and then I realized she has the best memory ever and knows everybody she's ever met. <laughs> she's like, hey, so, Pete, hey, Max, hey, Jeff. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, hi, I think you're Savannah. And I was like, oh, my God, she knows my name. And then I realized I'm not that special. But she's... Just urine. Yeah, just like, right. Oh, like so, like, <laughs> just like terror, but also sheer joy. I was so excited. Um, so then I just kept in touch with her. I, I kept seeing her at events, and she followed me online, and she kept up with what I was doing. And then um, she asked me to do some, like, freelance photography stuff for her at Star Wars Weekends when I was, like, 16 and I was like what? what this is amazing and then you're in again just, <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then I was in my final semester of college earlier this year and she tweeted that they were hiring a digital media producer and I was like oh, I'm actually doing that in my internship like right now like I have a background in this and I'm learning all these things and I obviously know this brand because I've been obsessed with it from the yeah. very first day it started and so I called her and I was like um this is my job. Like, this is my dream job. I, I want this job. And she was like, okay, well, here's application. Fill it out. And she's like, you know, good luck. You know, I mean, she wasn't the person hiring. Yeah. So I basically had to go through three months of interviews and I got the job. And it's just, it's like the coolest thing because, first of all, I get to do all kinds of cool Star Wars stuff. Second yeah. of all, I get to do anything I want to do with fashion. And um, my job entails a lot of video production stuff, and I run yeah. the social media for her universe. And on my very first day of work, like on my orientation day, they were actually filming the video of her that played at Star Wars Celebration Orlando for Force for Change. She mm. was doing like a little Star Wars workout for kids. And we got to film on a Death Star set. And I was just like... This is my job. Like this yeah. is amazing. And ever since then it's just been so cool. I also get to work with the Box Lunch brand, which is owned by Hot Topic as well, and they do a lot of cool Star Wars stuff. So, it's like, you know, my job isn't surrounded by Star Wars every single day, but a lot of times it is, and yeah. it's just it's just so cool. So for for our viewers that aren't familiar with her universe, how would you sort of describe the brand. Like we know what it is, but what's what's her universe to you as a massive Star Wars in her universe? I name? love talking about her universe. It's <laughs> it's a community first. I mean, I have met all of my close friends, female friends especially, through her universe. Like it started out as just a very small clothing company. They had some forums online for, you know, fangirls to meet each other and chat. 
Um, and that's where it started. And that really introduced me to the world of social media and blogging. And I started a blog when I was 13 or 14. Um, it was, I think I was 14. It was right after I met Ashley. And it really just opened me up to, whoa, girls actually can wear Star Wars fashion and it's cool and like this exists. Because I was the kind of girl that wore hand-me-downs for my brother. He had so many Star Wars shirts and when he outgrew them, they were mine. And I never really had my own Star Wars fashion. And Mm. then when her universe came out with everything that they are now, it just like blew my mind. But it's great to see how her universe has expanded to other licenses, too. I'm not a huge comic book fan, but there are some Marvel characters that I really like. And a lot so, of Wonder Woman stuff now, which yeah. is pretty cool. Like, didn't they do, like, it could have been Hot Topic, but did her universe do those boots that are, like, crazy? That was Hot Topic. Okay. But Wonder Woman, or um, her universe did the Wonder Woman fashion collection. Like the hoodies okay. and stuff, too, right? It was so awesome. Yeah. They had, like, this Wonder Woman skirt that changed colors in the light. Uh, well, like, when you walk out in the sunlight, it changes the pattern and, like, a really cool moto jacket and stuff. And so the thing that I love about her universe is they have stuff for the casual fan, and then they stuff they have stuff for the diehard fan. Like, this is a her universe jacket, and it's actually, uh, like, kind of reversible. So the ins- or this is the the outside and it has like C-3PO and R2-D2 embroidered on the back but the lining is C-3PO's belly wires oh, so yeah. it's subtle like yeah. you know most people wouldn't know what this is but then they have things like graphic t-shirts that just say Star Wars Yeah. and it's a good mix for people that are just getting introduced to Star Wars or whatever property they're into and then they have stuff for diehard fans and like I really like the subtle stuff and mm-hmm. they have some that has like really small Star Wars prints on it so you don't really notice what's going on until you get close up and I, I love it. Yeah, I think Alex and I both, we, we always say this thing about Star Wars fashion and, and Star Wars in general is we're very into stuff that's clean yes. and and very kind of curated and the yeah. thing I will say about her universe, especially in its designs, it's, it's very classy. Yes. It's very classy and I go through it and I just did a huge order for my wife this last week and I was like, God, could these her universe designers like get on the guy side? Right. Because I'm like, can I get that jacket, please, in like a two X men's? There are like, John Boyega got one of these jackets for himself. So guys yeah. are wearing no, this jacket. No, that's a rad jacket. It's awesome. But her universe is hoping to expand to men's men's design mm-hmm. soon. I know next year is hopefully the year for our universe. Oh wow! So there will be designs for men and kids and everybody really. So it's cool. gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. You know, I actually, pre- such a busy person but it is really important for her for everybody to have star wars fashion and guys star wars fashion is really limited to like t-shirts and hats and shoes and and i think you know (laughs) you know yeah there's like more of an opportunity for like cool button down shirts Mm -hmm. or like really subtle shoes and nixon does really cool star wars watches it's like you know i love that that's becoming a thing now and i think she wants to do more of that and like fill um gaps where product isn't there for men uh, we've always had this idea of a polo shirt, but it's Han on a Tauntaun instead of the guy on a horse. So or instead of like the <gasps> run with it. or the little alligator. Yes. Or like a little green one with like little wicket. <gasps> run with Just it. Saying, run We're with making it. it. Don't take it. Run with <laughs> it. We're making it. It's ours. You heard it here first. Mm, Don't uh, bite. That'd be so cool. <laughs> okay. So we know a little bit about your costuming, your work with Who Universe. We want to get to know Savannah, the Star Wars fan, the dorky diva herself. First question in our Star Wars questionnaire. These don't have to be one-word answers. You can get as detailed and sweaty as you want, or you can just be like, one word, whatever. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? (laughs) I have two right now. Okay. For a long time, it's been Empire Strikes Back, Mm -hmm. and that is still very near and dear to me. And I love Empire Strikes Back because of the planets that we go to. Like, I love Cloud City, and I love Lando. You know, I love that whole thing. And I love Dagobah. So I love how that movie really opens up a lot of different places. And whereas, like, A New Hope, you do go to new places, but not as many. And so I like that in Empire. Um, But I also love Rogue One. Like, ever since Rogue One came out, man, I've been, like, so digging it. Like, it it added... New answers, new answers, new answers. The first Rogue One. (laughs) It added a lot to Star Wars for me that... I feel like I never really appreciated. Um, I've never really been a huge Darth Vader fan, but seeing Darth Vader whoop up on some rebels in Rogue One totally changed my opinions of him. I was like, whoa, he actually is 
super scary. And it made I'm, him scary again. I'm probably going to have nightmares about this. And you got I, to see what you had to imagine him being like as a kid. So, so like with the action yeah. figure as a kid, I always imagined that he was like, just like throwing dudes around and like yeah. snapping necks. But you got to see it yeah. in Rogue One. And I know there's some complaints about maybe the character development for the story but for me it didn't bother me like I do see some plot holes and whatnot and that's you know it's gonna happen but I can really appreciate what they did with that film and it's just so different from anything we've ever seen for Star Wars before it it filled such a small gap in such a big way I think and and we got to meet all these new characters and yes they die at the end but you knew that going in it's a war like it's a war come on it's the Star Wars exactly so it's like that. Yeah, sometimes you win the Star Wars, sometimes you lose the Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, so what is your least favorite Star Wars movie? That doesn't mean you have to hate it. It's just like, which is the one you don't. You're not going to like run to put on. Phantom Menace. And I, I kind of feel bad for saying that because I think that movie gets a lot of hate because of Jake's. It's Boyd. my favorite prequel. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that's here. good. Yep. I feel like it gets a lot of hate from from the people that do hate on the prequels because of like Jake Lloyd's performance, and I'm like, look, he's a kid. He did what he was supposed to, and that's yeah. fine. Um, for me, the most compelling thing about that movie is the duel with Darth Maul. Like that rocks. It's one of the best in the it's entire amazing. series. Like I love that. If I watch that movie, it's because I want to see that. Um, but for me, it just seems a little slow. It's just not my favorite. You know, I love I love. Bounty hunters and smugglers, and there's not a whole lot of that. You get a lot more of that. We get like Ara sing for like a half a second, whoop, whoop, yeah. but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the one who's uh, the pod racing is like ting, right? Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's funny because and I'm gonna, before we get to this next question, um, you 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 that, you were a kid. You yeah. literally were a kid when that came out, and yeah, so and I grew up on the prequels. And you grew up on the prequels, whereas like myself and you know you were still you, even I was in yourself, middle school. You're you're in between a little bit, yeah. but for me. You know, and a lot of the other fans out there, and we grew up on the old OG trilogy, and you having grown up with the prequels, um, I, I just have to ask you, what is that like knowing, growing up as a kid and, and and growing up on them and seeing this whole other generation that are just like, I don't get it, they suck, they're terrible, they're the worst, get them out of here, it ruins Star people, Wars. People just... I don't think they understand, like, the nostalgic feel that kids, like, people that grew up with the prequels have for those movies. Yeah. And yet, like, yeah, I can see the flaws. Yeah, you know, they may not be my favorite, but those are the toys I played up, played with when I was little. You know, we had a Jar Jar poster on my bedroom door when I was little. And things like that meant a lot to me when yeah. I was young. Queen Abadala was super cool. Like, her outfits rock. And when people hate on them so quickly, I'm just like, look. In the world of cinema and all the movies that are out there, yes, these are probably not the best movies. But what they add to Star Wars and the entire story, imagine what Star Wars would be without the prequels. We wouldn't know what happened there. Like, we needed those stories. And to me, like, they do mean a lot. And I'm I'm not really one of those people that talks about the prequels all the time because they really aren't my favorite. But I know they have a purpose, and I know a lot of people have, like, a really strong emotional tie to it. And I so respect that because, for me... You know, I did grow up with the prequels, but I watched the original original trilogy way more than mm-hmm. I watched the yeah. prequels because we had them on VHS. Yeah. So we watched them every day, whereas the prequels was like, okay, one came out this year, one came out a few years later, and yeah. whatnot. Um, so the original trilogy is, like, super close to me, I think, because I watched it the most. But I know some other people grew up on the prequels, and that was their jam. And, like, that's fine. And I, I just hate it when people jump on it so quickly and want to yeah. hate it because it's like, look... It means so much to other people. Like, don't yeah. take away that happiness from them. Well, it makes me glad to hear you say that because coming as as being o- almost pretty much an adult by the time they came out, um, and going, what the hell happened? Here? <laughs> yeah. It makes me happy to hear that as someone who grew up with them. That yeah. you know what they did their job. Right. Yeah. They did and their job. And when I watched them when I was little, I thought they rocked, but. Now that I'm older and I've seen so much Star Wars content, there's just other stuff I like more. You know, it's yeah. not that it's it's not that I hate it. It's just like, dude, I love Clone Wars. Like yeah. that's my thing. You know. Well, I always will say, like, I think Attack of the Clones is awful. I saw it 22 times in the movie. <gasps> wow. I think that movie is a pile <laughs> of just the worst. I saw it 22 times in the movie. So it doesn't like the Star Wars fans. 
don't care. It's still right. awesome. Well, and like I said, Zam Wessel is my dream costume. And yeah. it's like, you know, we got her from that movie. And, and Django Fett, like, that all happened because of Attack of the Clones. And I don't watch that movie that often, but there's some cool things in that movie. Yeah. Well, this brings us perfectly to this next question. What is your least favorite Star Wars film? No, we already did that Oh, we already did that one. Yeah. Sorry. On, um, I'm going back. On. I like those answers <laughs> so much. You had much. such good answers. Uh, Sorry about that. What turns you on about Star Wars? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Six shooters, Western bounty hunters. The jacket. Very literal answer. Oh, Cad Bane's jacket. Okay, here's something I haven't talked about. Cantina aliens from Mos Eisley. Okay. That's the thing I collect. I collect anything that has to do with the Mos Eisley Cantina, and I just, I love it. Um, Ponda Baba is my main man. He's become very popular lately, but yeah. I've been in love with him for a very long time. Ponda Baba. I Wal- love him. Because he was... Technically, he was a walrus man, right? Yes. And then he became Ponda Baba. Yeah, Ponda Baba, that's a, he's, a, he's a fun one. And everybody's so into him now, and I'm like, three years ago, nobody knew who this guy was. You're like was. a Ponda Baba purist. Oh, I'm like a, I'm a little bit of a hipster. You like Ponda Baba's old stuff. We might have to make a Ponda Baba <laughs> pin. <gasps> Dude, would you want a Ponda Baba action figure pin, or would you want a Ponda Baba action figure? F- action, action figure. figure. Okay. I, I collect the vintage Ponda Baba stuff. Okay, now yeah. did Ponda Baba come in different outfits, or because I know Snaggletooth had blue and red. He had he had different hands in the movie, and so um, in the for the vintage action figure, he has like one set of hands. And later on, they released different Ponda Baba figures with the different hands. Maybe we'll just do his hands as pins, like his two different guys. Hands. Don't tease us if you're not going to actually do it, because I'll have you. Tauntaun, Han, and Tauntaun Polo. Like we're we're coming for you. Okay, so. If we know which characters you love, which character, uh, or sorry, what turns you off about Star Wars? Zero the Hut. For sure. God, That's him. a good answer. I hate him. Like, oh gosh, his voice and everything, it just, bleh. It's like a little, yeah. he's like, down south Louisiana. Yeah, I Hutt? cannot oh, stand him. Oh my it. gosh. <laughs> I called him Creole the Hut. When I saw that movie in the theater, I just went. He is just one of the worst. Creole the Hutt, dude. Cooking and, some gumbo. And he's, he's, he's in the Clone Wars movie and he's in the series. And I'm just like, ah! And he's in some episodes with Cad Bane. Filoni so it's must like, just really love him. You know, love and hate in the same thing. Yeah. So what is your favorite line in Star Wars? A line that I live by from Star Wars is never tell me the odds. That's a good answer. I just, New answer. Man, I love that line. It's so good. Never tell me the odds. Yeah. Okay, so which... What uh, character in Star Wars do you absolutely love? Who's your favorite? So we know Cad Bane, Ponda Baba, um, Han Solo. Han He's, Solo. Gosh, I bawled my eyes out when he died in The Force Awakens. Like I screamed and I gripped my chair and then I cried. Did you know it was coming? No. Oh, really? I mean, like, yeah, I knew. Well, obviously, hello, in that they moment, walk out you know on a bridge, but, but before that, no, I, I, like, oh. I wasn't spoiled or anything. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, I, I knew what was going to happen. I just didn't want to believe it. And then it happened, and I just I just was... Because I just love Harrison Ford, too, and I love his performance as Han Solo, and then I just love Han Solo himself. And I was so happy that he was going to be in this movie, and I watched, you know, all the press things with Harrison Ford talking about being in this movie, and he seemed so happy. And then afterwards, I was like... <laughs> He was happy because he got what he finally wanted. Yeah. Like, he wanted Han Solo to die. The moment he was, like, excited at SDCC, yep. I was like, He's that dude dies in this movie. Yep. <laughs> like, I knew and, like, it. you know, deep down I knew that. Yeah. But I didn't want to believe it. <laughs> okay, so which character do you hate? Which character are you like, mm. That would be Zero the Hutt. Zero? Yeah. Zero, yeah. Let me think if there's anybody else. Yeah, Zero, zero is really the main one. All right. Um, if you could have any job... In the Star Wars universe, what would that job be? Mm. I would just love to be a bounty hunter. I would love to be on the run and, like, you know, compete with other people to capture. Would you have a cool jacket like Cad Bane? <laughs> Guys, I would have the coolest <laughs> jacket. Um, I'd have a new jacket for every mission. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have an excessive jacket wardrobe. Yes. So, yes. does that mean you're like, you really want like a bounty hunter movie or TV series for like, oh my HBO gosh. or something? Yes. But not Boba Fett. Okay. I don't want a Boba Fett movie. I want something like, like I I think Bosk is amazing. I want to know more about him. I want to know more about IJD8. I want to know more about you know bounty hunters that aren't even created yet. So yeah. I would be all about that. All right. Which profession would you not want in the Star Wars universe? Like, ugh, that sounds like a, just a rough job. Um, if they have Uber. 
on Coruscant, I would not want to be a driver. That would be terrible. I would not oh. want to be a driver on Coruscant. I would, I'd be so stressed. I'd be like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jedi's don't tip. <sighs> Sith are always like, all right, I can't tell you where I'm actually trying to go. So just, yeah. just, just go straight. Go. I'll just let drive. you. Yeah, that would be terrible. Just drive. What color would your lightsaber be? Mm. Can there be a black lightsaber? Like, yeah, like that's not a, dark a saber. not a dark saber, but okay. like a like a black lightsaber. Like a black light. That's like, like a solid black, because the dark saber oh. has like a little bit of yeah. crackly stuff to it. Yeah, but I it, want but a it has black saber. an an iridescent quality. I was gonna say, how would yes. a black lightsaber light? It would like, have. Would it glow? Yeah, or? it would have like the, the rim of light around it. I think too, okay. but. The dark saber has that rim of light, yeah. but it has like the little the lightning crackles. Yeah, I would prefer it without. Without, and you would you want it like a normal saber shape, not like the little, because that one mm. sort of feels like a, a katana almost. It has. Yeah, no, I would want an actual hilt, like a you know. I first thought you meant like a black light, like a black light poster. Like a <laughs> yeah, that's like what I was thinking. Bob Marley, oh, like you go in and you're like, <laughs> yeah, man, like they're like Savannah's here. She brought the black light saber. It's like everyone's nice party. jacket, Savannah. Nice jacket. <laughs> everyone's just like. Maybe a little too many death sticks. Uh, <laughs> all right. Some Jawa juice. So, our last question. We always end our show on this question. You're on the bridge in Cloud City. You just had this epic lightsaber with your black lightsaber. You're fighting Vader. Uh, uh, uh. Cuts off your hand. You're hanging onto the bridge. He can say one thing to you besides, I am your father. What's Darth Vader saying to you? Do you want to go make brownies? <laughs> I love it. Cuts awesome. off your hand, wants to make some brownies. I think if you make desserts with someone, it kind of helps. <laughs> yes. if, all right. So where can people find you online if they want to check out some more Savannah Key for Goodness on the internet? You can find me at thedorkydiva.com. And my Facebook is facebook.com slash thedorkydiva. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Savannah underscore Thank you so Thank much you. for Thank being here. Thank you for having here. me. We're going to put all of your information in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. And may the force be with you. Thanks for checking out the show. And if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.